Welcome to Explore Radio. I'm Jeff St. Clair. Lake Erie has one of the highest concentrations of microplastic pollution in the world. Sherry Mason, a researcher at Penn State Behrend in Erie, was the first to report that finding. Her discovery led to congressional action banning microbeads in consumer products. On this week's Explore Radio, we spent some time with Mason finding out how microplastic pollution remains a health hazard. Back in 2012, Sherry Mason wasn't sure what she'd find trawling Lake Erie with a large fine mesh net. We went into our studies thinking we would be catching bigger plastic items, bags and bottles, styrofoam containers, you know, straws, things like that. And instead, the vast majority of what we captured are microplastics. So these are things that are smaller than five millimeters. Um, And specifically, we found most of them were smaller than one millimeter. So imagine a grain of sand. You know, something like Floating that. in the water. Floating in the water, very easily ingested by organisms that, that live in the water. Public outcry from her discoveries led Congress to pass the Microbeads Free Water Act. It banned microbeads from these wash-off personal care products, effective nationwide, effective July 2018. Um, and then that legislation has also been picked up by the United Kingdom, um, by Canada, and is being considered at other international locations as well. Mason has now taken on a new project, analyzing the water we drink. She began with testing tap water for tiny pieces of plastic. Here's what she found. of the samples that we collected here in the United States had microplastics in them. And most of those were fibers. More than likely, they come from, like, our clothes, right? Um, And these are quickly becoming the dominant type of microplastic. So we find it in the air, find it in the soil, and we find it in our water, including our tap water. So they're just... They're everywhere. They're just everywhere. You know, at any point, um, as your glass is sitting there, um, it's it's in contact with the air, and so you're going to end up with fibers in it. That's tap water, but you also sampled bottled drinking water. What did right. you find? Yeah, so the tap water study, I really kind of thought when uh, when we came out with the tap water study, people were going to be shocked. And I, I guess they were, but their response was, well, then I'll just drink more bottled yeah. water. Mason then did a global assessment looking at 11 brands of bottled water. She found 93% of them also contained microplastics. But what was really interesting in this study was the fact that In the tap water, it was all fibers, Mm -hmm. but in the bottled water, it was mostly fragments. And specifically, polypropylene and then polyethylene terephthalate, which are the plastics that are used to manufacture the the bottle and the bottle cap. And 4% of our plastics actually had industrial lubricants on them. So it's the actual act of bottling the water that's contributing most of the plastic to that water. And how much are we talking per bottle? On average, 325 pieces of plastic per liter of bottled water. And in the United States, most of our bottles of water are 500 milliliters, so half of that. So 175, 180 pieces of plastic in every bottle of water that you would be drinking. She says the vast majority of them are microscopic. I know that people are like, oh, well, if it's small and I can't see it, then why does it matter? And it it actually, the smaller the plastic is the greater potential for harm because when a particle gets smaller than 100 microns which is the width of a human hair when it gets smaller than that it can actually make its way across your gastrointestinal tract into your bloodstream into your bloodstream and then be carried in your blood to your organs and end up in things like your kidney and your liver and even actually if it's small enough it can make its way into your brain has anyone looked at 
the impacts. Yeah, on there's there's living some studies. Systems. You know, science happens very slowly, right? So there are studies where they've looked at how does plastic affect a liver cell, you know, mm -hmm. um, and ox it induces oxidative stress. That involves inflammation, the immune response. Yeah. Uh, the, all that so sort of thing. there's there's a lot that we still need to understand, but the evidence that we have that's coming out, you know, basically every day there's some new piece of information. I mean, none of it is is like it's benign. The jury is still out on how dangerous the consumption of microplastics is to human health, according to a recent report from the World Health Organization. But that group acknowledges that assessment is based on limited evidence. I'm Jeff St. Clair with this week's Explore Radio.